0: Hey what's up everybody My name is Wes James And I'm talking to you like this Because right now I am holding my two day old Baby girl Mackenzie Ray James And I am in the hospital With her mother right now My wife And I cannot talk too loud But we thought it might be a kind of fun idea to record some audio of a possible podcast. So I said, why not? Let's do it. Look, she want to start over already because she like, you sound dumb. But I'm just going to keep the cameras rolling anyway. So anyway, again, everybody, everyone listening, My name is Wes I'm from Queens, New York I'm in my early 30s I'm a proud father Just became a father again Two days ago As I stated earlier And Uh, yeah We'll get up every morning Work a 9 to 5 Just like everybody else Take the messed up New York City, MTA, public transit, however you want to refer to it, I clock in and I clock out, I pay bills, I pay taxes, I support myself, support my family, I believe in God, I'm not a church goer. But I am spiritual in the sense that I do believe in a higher being who is possible for all of us to be alive and the creator of everything. And when everything is said and done, that's who we all have to answer to in the end. So, what are we going to talk about today?
1: The struggles that women go through during pregnancy.
0: Oh, the struggles that women go through during pregnancy. And delivery. And delivery. So, before we get into that topic, how about you, for the record, state your name, who you are, and tell everyone a little something about yourself.
1: My name is Amy James, a wife of Wesley James. Um, I'm in my early 30s, um... I'm a mother of some beautiful kids. We just created a new beauty. Her name is Mackenzie. She's two days old. Three days old.
0: Two days. Okay. Today's the 22nd. She was born on the 20th.
1: She was just born Thursday. Thursday, Friday. Today's the third day. Three days old. So she's three days old, <laughs> The make
0: how, me laugh. Yeah, women always want to be right. It's just contain.
1: facts. It's the third day, so um, we just created this beautiful girl. Um, we have another beautiful girl at home. Her name is Jayla, and we have three crazy boys. We have Kaden who's the youngest out of the boys. He's eleven. We have Asaya. He's the middle out the boys, and he is going to be 13, right? He's going to be 13. And Jaden, who's the oldest of all his siblings, he is 14, and he'll be 15 next year. So that's our little crew, and they're home with Grandpa. We're in the hospital. I'm in the bed in a lot of pain, and my husband decided... That we should do this to make me feel better. It's kind of working. So.
0: So. um, so um, When you talk about the. Let's get into this. This topic. Because I know a lot of women. Can relate. You know us men. We have no idea what a woman is experiencing. As she is. Carrying a baby. And going to these doctor's appointments. And. Feeling life inside of her, and then having the baby delivered, whether it be a vaginal delivery or a c section, we have no idea of the uh the emotions and the after effects that go into such things so um why don't you give us a little insight as well for as men and then for, Relating to the women out there, so you can just tell the story of uh, what women experience and what it's like, and what what you have experienced going through this delivery.
1: So, and guys, please don't mind my my voice. I'm a little stuffy. I'm, I I have a little cold. So, um, my I can tell you about my experience. So I have, um, I had three deliveries. Um, the first one ended in a c section due to an emergency, so with that happening, my second child had to, i had to have a c section scheduled, and with my third child, I had to have a c section scheduled so women go through different experiences each pregnancy is different, and it was different for me each time um My first one, my son was huge. I didn't really have any complications, just the fact that he was too big for me. I'm a tiny, petite um, girl, and um, that's why I had to have a C-section. I wasn't progressing, and he was 8 pounds, 14 ounces at the time. I was young, about 20, 21 years old, and um, he was too big for me, so they had to perform the C-section. So, when I had my second child, it was a scheduled C-section due to um, scar tissue. They felt that it was safer to schedule the second C-section. Some women have something called a, a V-back, I believe it's called. So, they go for the regular delivery after a C-section. And some women can do it. Um, The doctors, they go through your history and they also um, discuss like the chances of maybe something opening up again. Because when you have a C-section, of course, you have an incision. And by, I guess, I guess it's a sonogram. I don't know how the ultrasound, I don't know how they look at it. But they can tell if there's a lot of scar tissue and they'll recommend if you should have a C-section again or not. Um, some women get very—they're very lucky to be able to um, have a natural delivery. I never got to experience that. Some women water break; water, the water breaks, and um, I never experienced that. We had a couple scares this pregnancy, thinking my water broke or ruptured a little bit, right, babe? Mm-hmm. At two, three in the morning.
0: And they said it was just pee by the time we got to the hospital. We'll go back
1: home. Yeah, so we go to the hospital and they looked at the um the baby's position in the ultrasound. Amy? Sorry. Hi. How are you? Good. Is your, Thank you. Don't you. Have a yeah, it's right there. Pick that up. And, oh, okay. Oh.
0: Hold on, a little time out, a little interruption. Okay, thank you. Okay. Okay. Sorry about that, guys. We just had a uh, food service come in for dinner, and uh, they had a little accident. They spill. As you heard, I offered to hold the tray for the lady and she go and put it on the chair like I knew it was going to fall and she dropped it. So we had this little interruption in our broadcast. I apologize sincerely about that. But like I said, we in the hospital. We thought it was just a fun idea to do this. So hopefully you all didn't tune out during that little break. Maybe I'll even edit that part out later on. But. Anyway, do you remember where you were to jump back in? Um,
1: yes. So, when we got to the hospital, I was talking about, um, my, our little, um, scares with the water breaking. So, we got to the hospital and they said it was probably urine. So, she said she'll come back for it. Sorry, guys. Um, it's a lot of things going on in this hospital. The alarm is going off. Um, I think they've been having door problems.
0: They even took the doors off, put new doors, and the new doors still don't work.
1: Yeah. Okay, so um, when we had the sonogram at the hospital, they saw that the baby was actually sitting on my bladder. So she felt that it was urine that came out. But, anyways, women some women um they experience their water breaking i've never experienced it at all um so i don't know what it feels like but some women say there's some of them go through like they have like a big gush of water that comes out some of them have like it tears and it's like the, the water just trickling down and it just continues and continues to come out and um yeah, they just describe different ways that it happens. But I don't know because I never experienced that. But we go through a lot. We go through a lot. Um, like I said before, my first wasn't that bad, just the fact that he was big and I was so tiny. My second um, was good, I didn't have any issues. And then my third, I'm in my early 30s now. So my last child was eight years ago. Um, my body just went through a lot this pregnancy. I had to go on on bed rest. So I'm on disability at work um, for a short cervix. We thought she wasn't gonna make it to um, 39 weeks. When you have a C section schedule, they usually schedule it for 39 weeks, which is a week before your due date. So I was one centimeter. um, I, I wouldn't say open. My cervix was short, so it was one centimeter. And they say that it's supposed to be at least four centimeters. So I had to go on bed rest, had to have steroids. Had to take hormone pills. Um, I had to see a, a specialist every week. I had to see my doctor, my um, OBGYN every week. Um, what else, babe? What else did we go through? We went through a lot. Um, then after that...
0: childcare, of course. Because with you being on bed rest means that A lot of things with scheduling and getting stuff done around the house had to be um, modified as far as who's gonna take care of what. So B and A, you on bed rest. Oh yeah. Um.
1: There's a lot of restrictions. I couldn't do a lot of things, and even in our, you know, um, like sexual life. I don't know what, what you would call it, but that changed a whole lot. Um, We couldn't do a lot of things because they say that stimulation will cause your body to contract and possibly have the baby early. So we went through a lot of things, a lot of emotions. Um, It was just different this time around. And now we're in the hospital and my delivery didn't go as planned. You want to tell them, babe?
0: That's up to you. If you feel open enough to tell, them. you and can tell
1: them. Tell them. I don't know are. how
0: to explain it in the, in the way that you would.
1: So, we already knew that we were scheduled for a C section, and um, uh, I just, with my experience with my my first and my second child. I knew it was going to be painful but things changed when we when we were in the operating room so when during the procedure um, they saw that when she removed the placenta she saw that there was still pieces of the placenta on my uterus so we knew something was wrong she called another doctor and she actually called two doctors in to get their opinion. And what happened was pieces of the uterus actually I mean pieces of the placenta, excuse me, actually grew onto my uterus. And so I had to have a hysterectomy. So they had to remove, which is removing the uterus. Um sometimes hysterectomies they'll remove like your ovaries and stuff, but they didn't. They just removed move my um uterus so they left my ovaries and she said my cervix so I won't go through menopause but being that they took out my uterus I can never have kids again and I won't have a period so it's kind of hard
0: so um so as you can imagine um uh, it's a lot to deal with through going on bed rest and then all the restrictions that come along because uh, she was on bed rest well her scheduled well not, let me go get a mixed up of my words let me slow down slow down Wes get your words together so her due date was September the 25th Uh She was on bed rest and out of work since July of this year. Mm -hmm. So I guess you can imagine what it's like to look at the same walls in your house day in and day out, not able to participate in activities and outings with your friends, not able to uh, travel or move around on your own. Um, in the beginning there was some things that she could do on her own but then a lot of times it was just you know you gotta take precaution with everything so uh, you can't go a lot of places by yourself or you can't, you can't sit in a sit car? In the car for more than a half hour or hour uh, like she said before it was absolutely no sex so I mean that means no intercourse they didn't want no kissing no, no sexual touching or anything of that nature at all um and then being around the house, even doing things simple things that we take for granted every day, like taking a shower going to the bathroom, cleaning your room, washing dishes, cooking uh cooking uh dinner uh lunch or breakfast, or you know things like that, and Anything. like I said, the things are going out with your friends and or well, you know people that got Instagram and Snapchat, you go on and you see your friends and they having fun doing this that and the third and you seeing them having a good time, and you can't be a part of that. So, um, you're having to miss out on events like for today. One of her best friends are getting married today, and uh, due to it falling around the same time as the C-section was scheduled, and then her still being in the hospital, having to recover from everything that she had to go through, we unfortunately, which she unfortunately had to miss that. And we couldn't make it there um so imagine you just imagine the uh the the level of stress that comes from having to bear with all of that and and then on top of that, like we say, having other kids in the house and you can't really interact and do things with the kids as you probably would like to, so it's a lot of things that you can't participate in things that you can't do and things that you wanna do, but you just can't um so. Um in the end of the day, um
1: And it's not complaining or because there's women that go through worse than I did. And I know everybody handles their situations differently and um you know, some women can't even have kids at all. So it's not even a complaining thing. It's just basically just I don't know, I just wanted to share my experience. But um I- I'm I just wanted to say that. Um, I just wanted to say that I'm glad that my husband is who he is because I was scared in the beginning when she said no intercourse. I was scared like uh oh. Scared like what? Like we're gonna go through it, like I know. I'm glad. I don't know. I'm trying to say it the right way. I'm just glad that. Just say it. Uh, yeah, I'm just glad that
0: you thought I was gonna go outside and and cheat or something.
1: No, no, I'm just saying like between us, like in the house, like getting upset and like, like fighting. Sexually oh, frustrated. Yes, thing? but um, I know I was very sexually frustrated a lot, um, but um, there's pretty much nothing you can do because if your cervix is short. Their baby can come out at any time, so I guess we both just thought about the safety of our child, of course, and we really stuck with it, um, and we made it all the way to the, to the um scheduled date. I guess I'm just like jumping all over the place, but um, I'm just saying what's how what I'm feeling right now because I don't want to lose my my thoughts. <clears throat> I do have a lot of things on my mind, but. I'm just glad And happy that he is who he is And
0: you so nice And sweet
1: You know I love you So I just, I just want to say thank you Because um, you're awesome so Everybody has to know that Oh
0: that's so nice That's so nice Let me play them some audio from Two weeks ago but anyway, no, I'm just kidding. But um but yeah, like I said, this was just something we did, um, out the blue. Um she had a she had a moment where, you know, to everything that she's going through right now, she's going through a lot emotionally, so she was um in a like an emotional place and it was just something not suggested, like, you know, maybe if you talk about it, you get it out there and get it off your chest, everything that's on your mind unfiltered well un, as unfiltered as possible that you um uh, might be able to feel better once you um able to say the things that's been on your mind and on your chest for so long and it might be it might be other people who are going through the same thing and can relate to everything that you're going through and um so like this wasn't planned at all like we sitting here right now if you could like paint a picture in your head we're in a hospital room right now and she's laying in one of the beds
1: in pain. Uh,
0: um, in pain with a cup of tea in her hand and IVs in both arms um, and I'm sitting in a chair next to her bed as the alarm goes off again with my newborn daughter in my arms and she is spoiled already so she doesn't like laying down and that little um, plastic bassinet thing—they roll up babies around there. So she's laying in my arms sleeping. So we doing this right now, just off the whim, out the blue. You know maybe, what? maybe we'll, maybe we'll call it uh, if we decide to keep going with this idea. Maybe we'll just name like the podcast something like that, like off the, off the whim or like out the clear blue sky, off the. Oh, maybe that sounds dumb, but like something unscripted. So. We just have a topic that we know we're gonna discuss, but let the conversation go wherever it goes.
1: We missed a big another issue in this pregnancy, what? um, with my platelets.
0: Oh, you can talk about the platelets. I let me let me just state this too, um, because the, the topic is about uh the difficulties that women go through mm-hmm. and the experiences, but maybe we should have a conversation and talk about. The 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 male side of it, the ones that are actually like there throughout the whole process. Because to be honest, one hundred percent honest, as I sit here in, in doctors' appointments, or so I hear you from the doctors' appointments I couldn't make, and you talk about things. Sometimes I have no idea what you're talking about, <laughs> and I just go along with it. And I might do my own research on my own, or I might just try and learn it as you keep talking about it but a lot of the times and I know a lot of my my the men out there y'all with me on this we have no but I mean it's but it's good to just be that ear that listens even if you I mean we are listening but we just don't really know what you're talking about
1: but you learn a lot though
0: don't you like to this day um, I still don't really know what a platelet is to this day. All I don't know. Is it, <laughs> I know the platelets were it's low, but I don't even know.
1: It's a cell. The re-
0: I a red. I heard of platelets before, but it's I'm the like red
1: blood cells. Is I don't it know. The
0: red I graduated high school. I mean, from school a long time ago, so I don't I even remember the them saying cells. nothing about platelets.
1: So you would think I would know since I had that issue. If
0: somebody came up to me outside of this situation and said, yo, my platelets so are low, don't, like, I would have thought, like, you had, like, this cabinet with, like, regular plates, and then you got little plates somewhere else.
1: <laughs> don't make me
0: laugh, was, oh, <laughs> please. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, let me, let me take that back. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to make you... It- so I know she can't really laugh or cough, sneeze, nothing like that. Cause there ain't little, uh, like burst of, I guess pressure or anything, in her stomach, uh, chest area. Um, uh, well, no, okay, in the stomach, in the stomach. In her stomach. See, so the decision is at where
1: they open you
0: up at. The only reason I say that, because guys, y'all know what I'm talking about. You know, I like a woman is saying, "Oh my God, my stomach," but then when they sit up, they holding their chest. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> don't make me laugh. All right, so let's just get back to the uh, the <laughs> platelets. So you could talk about, tell, you could explain, and so I can understand too. So I can now get like a thorough understanding that your platelets are low. Were low. You kinda still are a little low, well, and you can explain like I guess what that means, and I guess the the dangers of it for someone who has low platelets.
1: Mm-hmm. So I've I can't even pronounce the what it's called. It's like thrombo. I don't know. I don't even know how to say it. But like I said, I've never had went through any of this with my first two, and they do say each pregnancy can be different and my third one was definitely different um but they do blood work when you're pregnant um at certain uh, weeks you have to do some in the beginning some towards the end um uh, for the the hospital so when they checked my um platelets it was low at i started at 127 They checked it again It went down to 90
0: What's What's like normal Like Normal like everyday person Is it like a normal I forgot
1: the number But I think it was like one forty, one thirty, 130 Between 130 and 150 Or something like that I could be wrong But I know it's somewhere up there So mine started A little bit low I was 127 So they said Okay we're gonna Just watch that Um so they checked again. It went down to 90. She was concerned. She told me I had to see a hematologist because she felt that dropping from one twenty seven to 90 in a couple days. Cause I had to see her every week. Like I said, um, she was concerned about that. So then I had to see a hematologist. When I saw him, it dropped down to 80.
0: Can I for a second? Yeah. A hematologist is a,
1: Doctor, who um, they and deal the blood? with blood. Okay.
0: See? Yeah. I, I didn't know what that was either, but I was able just to put that together as you were talking that they must deal with or specialize in blood.
1: Yeah. Okay. Cool. So when he checked my blood, it dropped to eighty. So he said he wanted to see me every week before the delivery. Now. Platelets is what, um what does it do again with your blood?
0: I don't know. That's why I asked you.
1: So platelets is what clots the blood, right? So platelets is what clots the blood. and.
0: So if you get like a cut. Yeah. When the, when the heel starts to wound, it clots first. Yes.
1: Right? Clots not like blood clots where oh, dangerous blood clots that's not what it is. it's like you know it helps you if you if you have low platelets, you can bleed out, so that's what it is. The lower your platelets are, you will bleed more, like some people who have low platelets if they fall and get a cut on their knee or whatever, sometimes it's hard to stop the bleeding like it, their cut will keep bleeding, so the when they told me that it was low the concern was that since i'm having a c section i can bleed out so they wanted to get it up so they had to monitor it and if it was at a certain number i was going to have to take steroids and stuff luckily my last um my last appointment it went from 80 to 92 so, no, it went from 80 to 90. And then the day of the procedure, which was Thursday, it went up to 92. So, at 90, they can still give you the um, spinal. Do so, You know, when you go in for um, a C-section, you get like a spinal, which is like a... I don't know the difference between the epidural and the spinal, but it's what what numbs you from your your chest down or your waist down um, so that you can be up during the procedure and if it was lower they would have had to put me to sleep and give me general anesthesia which meant that I wouldn't be up for the procedure and my husband wouldn't be in the delivery room he would have to wait so basically both of us would have missed this experience of our daughter being born so we're very thankful Um, that it was up and we both were able to to um, be awake well me be awake and him in the room so that was another thing that we went through with this pregnancy so it was just um, being nervous we didn't know if he was going to be in the room or not I didn't want to be put to sleep so it was just crazy and then I got a cold that same morning my eyes were tearing crazy my nose was running And she told me, the um, anesthesiologist told me that since I have a cold and my nose is stuffy, it was dangerous for her to even give me the um, general anesthesia if my platelets were too low. So basically, we probably would have had to reschedule the um, C-section. Because... um, if you can't get a spinal because your platelet is too low, you can't get general anesthesia because you're too sick. And that's crazy. I thank God. Because what if we waited another day and the placenta is just growing more on my uterus? Mm-hmm. That's so crazy. It's just crazy. But everything is... Um, good now mackenzie's here safe um i'm here in pain but everything worked out and um we're thankful
0: so i guess for a woman who is being told that they have to have um, essentially because i'm pretty sure they didn't say it in and that in those terms, as far as saying a hysterectomy at the time, but they was telling you what was going on, they just were explaining to you that you, you the best option would be to remove your uterus because there was pieces of the placenta growing into it and um, the dangers of it and what would be the outcome if they did remove it that you wouldn't be able to have any children anymore. Um,
1: and if they left it in, I could have died.
0: They, they wouldn't have been able to... The bleeding would have uh, just continued and continued. So for uh, a woman that's being told that, the only... Uh, the
1: that's only the only fortunate
0: the thing... from I'm not even going to say fortunate thing. The only thing going into this pregnancy was that the idea was that this was going to be the last child, child that um, we both wanted to have. Um, not because... Of um, nobody felt uh, pressured or anything, but just for the sake of trying to uh, provide a household for these children, setting a good example, being able to financially support everyone, um, and especially besides outside of that too, the toll it takes on on a woman's body, her body itself, um, uh, to have to be put through that situation again. Um, and potentially face the dangers and risks that come along with it. Um,
1: and it was actually recommended anyway because this was my third C-section. So they said a fourth one would not be, you know, recommended. Like, it's not safe. So I kind of already had my mind made up because it's scary. It's dangerous. If they're saying you could possibly die with your fourth C-section, um I already had my mind set on not having any more children we have our team of five now um so that's more than enough kids you know we love them it's just just going through the experience and and not having a choice because it has to come out there's nothing that you can do so that's it i'm never having kids ever again so I just, I'm thankful that I have kids already and I have enough, you know, the amount that I want. (laughs) I don't know if that sounds stupid, but we have a team of five. That's a lot of kids. But anyways, some women go through this um, on their first child and I can just, I can't even imagine how crazy that is with someone telling you, you have to remove, have your uterus removed and you can never have any more kids. It's crazy. And like I said, with the women that can't even have kids, it's, it's it's something that's really hard. Like, I know I have two friends that's been trying to have kids. And it's a long, stressful um, journey, I guess. Um, sometimes it doesn't even work. So, it's hard. It's really hard. Like, there's so many things that we go through. And that's why I was saying I don't want to sound like I'm complaining or whatever like I'm here I'm alive and I'm thankful cuz they said it could it could have ended a different way um but women just go through so much some people have these quick deliveries and this these like fairy tale pregnancies and stuff and with all that fake crap about um peanut butter and pickles women crave like it's crazy, it's so crazy. But
0: I don't know. I'm just rambling now. So, but I mean, I to say um, what I was what I was doing, going what I was getting at was, do you feel? Because I had a conversation with my mother, um, while you were still. Oh, so another thing. So to tell everybody what happened was that, so once uh Mackenzie was delivered. Uh, that's when they did their um, I guess what do you call it, Uh, diagnosis not diagnosis, whatever medical term they do to decide that that's the next step and that's when they came over and told both of us that that's what needed to be done at that point so being um, that Mackenzie was born um, they told me and they did tell me ahead of time that if in the event they needed to perform any type of emergency procedures uh, for Amy that I would be brought to another room with Mackenzie to do what they call skin-to-skin contact with the baby. Um, Is And basically that's what ended up happening. So they put me in a, the room that we were in when we came in, awaiting for the procedure to happen. And um, so I was just basically with a gown, open to the front, with my chest out, and Mackenzie just laid on my chest. Uh, so I guess that's the... What, what do they say? What's the purpose of the skin-to-skin it's the bonding, after the birth?
1: It's the bonding with the mother or father, in some cases. Um,
0: and is that vulnerable? nothing new? Because that's something I never no, knew of or new. experienced before.
1: It's not new. Some women chose to do it. Now it's kind of like... They, I don't. I wouldn't say they're making it mandatory, but that's like what they're doing right after the um delivery, and they say it's for bonding and stuff. Um, so usually the mom does it, and like he said, in some cases if there's some kind of like emergency, they'll um have the father do it. So in our case, Wesley had to do it since I was still in the operating room, but it's a beautiful thing. To have your child like right on top of you, after the um delivery, so I just know that Mackenzie yeah, is a, gonna be like a spoiled daddy's girl.
0: It was a, it was a cool moment. I mean, it was like a bittersweet moment because it was something like I never got to experience that before, and uh, it was cool on one hand, but then on the other, I'm laying there with my newborn on my chest. And that feels great, and I'm getting people calling and texting and FaceTiming. Oh, congratulations, let me see the baby. And then on the other hand, I have no idea what's going on with my wife in the other room, how she's doing. Mm -hmm. So um, luckily the staff here at the hospital that we had the delivery at um, were very nice and helpful and considerate. So the woman kept coming in to, you know, um, assist me with whatever I might need and at the same time was going back and forth from the operatory to me and letting me know exactly what was going on with Amy every step of the way so when she was, when they were done or even before they were done let me know that she was okay numerous times when they was done, she told me when they was done, when they were stitching up she told me that, when they were transporting her so I knew everything every step of the way so um like I said but it was just kind of like you know it was something I wish we could have just experienced together but you uh you know um everything in life isn't perfect and you just we just got to be happy um that by the grace of God we were able to have this healthy beautiful baby girl Amy was able to you know um even though she's not in the best of conditions right now She's still able to function and bond, and um, she's on the road to recovery to get better. Cause you know things could have went a lot worse. Um, so even though we have our moments of you know why does it have to be like this? Sometimes you have to really take a step back and think about the position that you're in right now and the things that that could have went wrong, that didn't go wrong, and the people that aren't able to have kids. And people that don't have, um, I guess for a woman to have um, uh, a man Florida. next to them that's there the whole time, every step of the way, that's helpful and, and so forth. Plans. Family and Family and friends and things of that nature too. So you know, sometimes, like I said, when things are getting bad, you just have to really sit back. And it is always, even though like, it's easier said than done when you're the one that's going through it and you just... God, why, why, why? We all have those moments, but you know, there's times I'm even on a train or I go outside, leave my my uh, my place to get ready to go to work, and you know the amount of homeless people that you see on the floor, are just people that's crazy in the streets, and you complaining that you getting up and you got to go to work, and you seeing millionaires on TV and social media and shit, and then you look at them and you, you got to always remember that you always remember that there's somebody that would. Snap in the snap of a finger, trade places with you. So you gotta always remember. Um, everybody prays for lots of money and to win lot on and stuff. But things like having a healthy baby and coming out of procedure where it could have went completely left and you're still here to to bond with your kids and continue life is the, are the those kind of things that people take for granted. Those kind of blessings that we get every day, waking up in the morning, things like that. So. I mean, everybody always has to take a step back and really reflect on um, how blessed and be thankful for how truly blessed they really are and and count their blessings and appreciate it while you're still here because life is very, very short. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm rambling on now. No, it's it's true. It's true. You're not
1: rambling. You're saying the truth right now. So... um,
0: um, There was something else I wanted to... Oh, yeah, so, um, I think we've been recording for a little over 40 minutes now. I don't know how long it's going to let us record, but the only other thing I want to, at least I want to talk about, uh, which is kind of outside of the women experience, but it still has to do with um, deliveries. We're kind of in that same area. The fact that the hospital that we're in right now does not have a nursery, and it does allow... Um, fathers to stay 24 hours But they have no accommodations For the fathers to And it's
1: a private
0: room To to uh, stay and be supportive And helpful To <clears throat> to new moms So that has been a struggle So um, Right now I'm sitting in a chair It's wooden I can't even open my legs Because the, the width of the chair What I'm sitting in is very tight so imagine it's like sitting in those subway benches and um expecting to be comfortable sitting on that.
1: So here's the thing, let me say, I just want to add I want to say something about that. So some hospitals they after you after your delivery, you have to share a room with someone. So there's two babies in the room and you're sharing a room with a stranger that also just had a baby. Now this hospital You have your own private room after delivery. Every female in here has their own room. Um, So that's, to me, that's a plus. You can have your family in here, and you don't have to be in a room with somebody else's family and different strangers coming in because there's
0: nobody that's been counting how many people are in the room at, at a time. Yeah. Passes and saying, oh, it's too many. Go downstairs.
1: Yeah, they don't do that anymore with the passes
0: and. Well, at least not in this hospital.
1: No, yeah, not in this hospital. Now the thing with the nursery that's becoming like a, a new thing um in the hospitals because they feel like women should bond more with their child. And I agree with that. So. I think the
0: woman, when I asked her, she said that they don't have a. I mean, I, I knew that before we came, but I think when she was telling me about why hospitals don't have nurseries is because they said they want to, they have to document the care that the child is receiving from the mother while they're still in the hospital. So what I took that to mean was how much attention, how much care are you showing your newborn? before you leave out the doors, because I guess they don't want to discharge a woman who is not in the right mind or not able to or, or showing signs that she's not ready to take care of a child and then just send them about on their way. Yeah. So I guess if they notice anything they have to document it, submit it and I guess report it so someone could intervene ahead of time and so that, that, that a newborn baby is not going into a crazy Um,
1: environment well the thing is like you just had a baby um stay with your baby why would you want to keep the baby in the nursery some women just want the baby to just remain in the nursery while they get rest for the two or three days before they go home and i understand like you need rest but you decided to have a child so you have to take care of your responsibilities but um
0: well, I see that as being twofold because imagine if you was going through this single on your own,
1: I mean, yeah, but you knew somebody
0: told you that no, we can't take the baby for a little while and let you get sleep. You just have to we'll come in and help you from time to time, but you have to make it work somehow.
1: No, I mean, I get that, I get that, but like me, in this situation, um. I have a c section right, and I'm here with the baby, so let's say if you run out to the to get something to eat or whatever and I, i'm having trouble by myself in the room with the baby. All I have to do is call the nurse the nurse is here to help me. I want my baby next to me there's crazy people there's crazy um staff members in the hospital like people do crazy things to your your kids, so I'm okay with having my baby next to me. But I don't know everybody feels differently about that whole situation,
0: and that's a topic for another time cause like yeah, completely like 'cause some people have just don't believe in uh just don't believe in abortions or they had their baby because they was born out of uh rape or something like that or whatever something, the situation yeah. was, mm-hmm. and so the baby might be born, and then their feelings change because they might see whomever in the child or they, mm-hmm. they were molested or whatever and then now they they kind of resent the newborn baby and it's like now you're not you're ignoring the baby and the baby's innocent but because of the trauma that you went through now you're taking it out on that baby.
1: Well yeah because people people have different opinions like you said so that is something for another day because I could go on with how I feel about that situation but anyways um, the, the thing with the nursery that's Something new. Some people were saying that they've always went, that, that, that it wasn't anything new in their hospital, but I guess depending on the state or whatever. But we're in New York, so that's new for us. And um, they don't give pacifiers anymore in the nurseries. And that I didn't know. That, that I didn't know that. either. That I definitely didn't know. Um, they don't give pacifiers anymore.
0: Pacifiers in the CVS around the corner of them here? Probably sold out. It's like three of them left.
1: Really? So that's
0: what people doing. They probably come into the hospital realizing that there's no pacifiers. But they send somebody to go get it.
1: hmm
0: And then because there's nothing else around here.
1: You mentioned something else. You said there's no nurseries. Um,
0: there's no accommodations for fathers who oh, want okay. to be here 24-7.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they completely removed the...
0: Um, Those reclining little... Cheap chairs that at least go back all the way back, so you could use it as a little a little bed something to lay mm-hmm. on. They ain't got none of those going on,
1: yeah, it's kind of weird, but um there's so but many I things came up
0: in here with the air mattress they've been tight,
1: and the room is big enough for an air mattress too um I just wanna say like that before my <clears throat> husband thought about this. Idea, which I feel like it really helped me a lot Just speaking about this stuff So thank you I had like a breakdown So this is why It came up But thank you
0: I'm glad that it was helpful And um, I hope that it's helpful To anybody that may be Coming across this And can relate to it at all And so this is just something I just was like You know sometimes um, when I was driving around, or I'd be walking around um sometimes, even though how' what's the best way to put it? So I kinda did it for two reasons: one that I could play it back and listen to it and kind of reflect on those situations and I could learn from it because sometimes you react to situations because of anger or whatever way you're feeling. But you still want to get things off your chest. Um, so you want to say exactly how you feel. Blunt. You might not want to say it to that person because you don't want to hurt no feelings or say the wrong things or say things that you don't mean because you're upset. But in that moment, you want to say it. You want to. So. Um, or even not even out of anger. Maybe you just got some goals and stuff and things that you just feel other people might doubt you about. Because I know there's a couple of things I thought about doing before and. Um, I told people about it, and they was like, you, please. And so those kind of situations, um, you kind of want to talk to somebody about it just to get their idea, but there's nobody to talk to. So sometimes, even as crazy as it sounds, the best thing to do is to talk to yourself. So when you're in the streets, you don't want to make it look like you're actually talking to yourself. So I would take out my phone, and at least it would look like I'm talking to somebody on the phone, <laughs> and I'm not talking to myself. And then I could always use that as a as a, a point of reference to go back to and remember ideas and remember old feelings and things that happened and whatever. Not to dwell on things or whatever, but, you know, just a way of just kind of like a therapy. Um, and then if you want to keep it, you keep it. If you want to delete it, you can delete it. But just something that helps you get those things off your chest when you don't got the right people around that you feel um you could prevent too at those times, so that was the main purpose of bringing it up. Um like I said, I don't know if we're gonna continue doing this. We'll probably have it more if we decide to keep going. Uh, I guess it'll be a little more structured because right now we're recording off of my iPhone uh, through the Anchor app, um, and like I said, it was out the clear blue to say, "Oh, let's do it." I'm a I could be a very shy person, but um she kind of was like, oh, "I don't know what to say." I was like, "I don't know what to say either." So I just said, "You know what? Let me just start talking and just go with it. Whatever happens happens. If people don't like it, then whatever. But at least we got to have this conversation because this is even new for us to sit here and talk about like stuff like follow, this."
1: Really
0: and and like now it's follow. not that it's not that bad, right? It's, it's not that hard
1: yeah it's not it's definitely not. I just didn't know what to say in the beginning, like I knew what the topic was what we we're gonna discuss because we're here in the hospital um, but we didn't have anything you know planned out like you said. so
0: yeah, so if we continue, it'll probably be structured in the sense that we'll probably have a time and a topic that we're gonna do. We might I already have a microphone at home, so it'll be structured in a sense of the quality, maybe be more better. That's not even more better. Okay. But um the the quality would be better. Uh, but the content and the actual uh, premise of the podcast will be probably the same thing, whether it'd be something that's not scripted. It'll be like, all right, we're gonna talk about this. Wherever the conversation goes, it goes unfiltered, um, kind of like uncut and raw, whatever happens in between, doorbell rings, dog star box. Barking. Barking. Babies crying. Somebody come in a room and drop a food tray on the floor. If it happens, it happens. Which I feel like that's more entertaining and more real that way than it, everything to always be so proper, mm-hmm. I guess. And as we go along, whatever changes we got to make, we're going to make those changes. But we'll come to that road and cross that when we get there. So... I hope y'all liked the, the conversation. I hope it was helpful. It was helpful for us, helpful for her. I hope it was helpful to whoever took the time to actually uh, listen. And if you did, I appreciate it. Um, and um, I guess hope to uh, provide you guys with little more content soon. And um, if we do, we'll definitely put out a schedule and some dates or times or a schedule that we'll be able to do it and posting new content and stuff if we decide to move forward with it but um, I guess until that time comes um, we'll be checking in on you guys uh, later uh, wish you guys all the best of luck today's Saturday, enjoy the rest of your Saturday enjoy your weekend and um, stay blessed any last words?
1: Yeah, I just want to say It um, just made me feel better And um, I'm just going to be sitting here healing In pain But I got to try to be strong And um, It was all worth it We have our beautiful baby
0: Alright guys, so again Thanks for tuning in Thanks for listening Thanks for giving us that ear I hope that we didn't bore you I hope this was entertaining. Um, And um, I work on my podcast voice, too, because I know my voice is all over the place. Uh, (laughs) So I work on that. But uh, thanks again, guys. See you later.